It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you, September 28th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us as we watch the calendar slowly move toward October. Just a couple days left. And look at it outside today. This is kind of uh, amazing. I haven't seen this in a while. Kind of foggy. It's foggy up here on Sylvan Hill, that's for sure. And the rain is still coming down. I know. Yeah, it was raining. I heard it overnight again last night. Not maybe as hard as it was the night before, but yeah, it's still, uh, still damp out there, and that's what it's looking like today. But yeah, I just haven't seen the fog in a while. Now, it's we're up a little higher, so down below there may not be as much fog. We're kind of up in the up in the clouds. Okay, so that means if you are coming into town using Highway 26 this morning, Maybe give yourself a little extra time. We'll see as the morning moves on. Things shift a a lot during the course of a two-hour show. So as of right now, it's uh, damp and foggy as you come over the hill. Weekend's still looking good, though. Weekend okay. still looking Saturday, Sunday, still looking pretty nice, David, like sunny. Okay, I'm just going to say right now, you better stop saying that <laughs> okay, because yeah. you keep hey. playing it up and then something's going to shift. I know. And then I'm going to come in on Monday morning. You'll be all and, upset. Yeah, you're going to be in the naughty seat. Yeah. You were up at Dark 30 today. You said you came in early. How yeah. was the How was the traffic different? From... Uh, I came in, I was probably about 20 minutes. It's yeah. amazing. Even at that time of day, what a few minutes does, whereas the past few mornings, even at 5.15, 5.30 when I'm rolling in, there's a, more traffic than I've seen. Yeah. W- when I'm coming in at, I was in at about 5.15 this morning or so, oh, we just cruised along. Yeah. You could get change lanes and and go fast, go slow. Didn't matter. There's yeah. plenty of room. It's amazing that little bit of time. <laughs> That's the all difference. it takes. Sometimes it's like five minutes. If you were just five minutes sooner, I think so. You I mean, have we're the pe- traffic. creatures of habit. Now, I left my house. It was a little bit before five, maybe you know five ten minutes, something like that. I think a lot of people recognize, I mean, there are times at the clock, five o'clock, I got to be walking out the door. And I think that's what I hit a lot when I come in at my regular time. So just five, 10 minutes earlier, I'm just saying. Yeah. Remember we were talking to Sister Krista. She said it was all messed up yesterday too. She said, yeah, she noticed the the traffic. So yeah, that's the way it is. I am happy with myself this morning. Why is that? Cleaned the bathrooms last night. (laughs) Oh, good. How about that? You got your chores done. Got my chores done. You know why? Because there's good football viewing coming up. So I got to get I everything. Got to get everything done in advance. That way, I don't have to worry about it. Because if I don't, then I sit there and I go, "Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get, get this up stuff and do this a little done. bit of yeah, work." I gotta there, do huh? a little bit of something. So yeah. So it was kind of house clean. I was in house cleaning mode. It it is easier when the weather turns because if it's nice outside, I don't want to spend the time indoors cleaning mm-hmm. i want to go out and if i'm going to be out doing work i'll go out and do yard work when it's nice or go for a walk or whatever but when it was raining it was pouring when i went home yesterday it's like yeah this is the day get the, the day this is get the scrub brush out I'm, I'm i'm doing it right now so i don't feel bad about it so it's like yeah nothing else to do might as well <laughs> clean the bathrooms <laughs> there you go yeah well good job thank you yeah 
I'm, I'm pleased. They look great. I have been had on my chore list a duty that I it just like okay I'll get to it tomorrow. I'll get to it tomorrow. Yeah. My stairs and hallway need to be vacuumed. I did that too. What? I, I vacuumed the stairs. David. Thank you. I have never found a vacuum cleaner that works well on yeah, stairs. It's hard. I yeah. don't know why. Yeah. I have an upright vacuum cleaner, and I have to be kind of careful because I don't want to be tumbling over backwards. But I just take the upright vacuum. It's got a wand on it. Mm -hmm. So I get the little seams around the stairs with the wand. And then I just take the upright vacuum and just run it across. I I keep it in the lock position. And then just back and forth. Go back and forth. There you go. There's my technique. I just, you know, if somebody's got a vacuum cleaner that is designed so beautifully for stairs, I need to know about it because... Yeah, they just none of them work. They they don't fit. It's yeah, I know. just an it's awkward hard. thing. You know, I just told you my vacuuming secret that people pay thousands of dollars to get normally. Just to lock hear, it. Did you hear that information? Get the seams and yeah. then lock it and just back and forth. You huh? got the scoop right here. <laughs> but right. yeah, you do have to be kind of careful. So you know when okay. you're vacuuming. So I'll tell you how yeah. it goes. All right. Very good. What do you have coming up today? Well, transitional deacons are being ordained this morning at the Pontifical North American College. The Mass takes place at St. Peter's Basilica. And David, two familiar faces, going to be serving at ah, the altar. Okay, I'll look forward to hearing it. that. And, well, the big news. I heard this one. Yeah, say goodbye to Damian Lillard. So, uh, Portland's all-time great, leaving the Rose City. We'll have that for you as well. We got a great show ahead for you on this Thursday morning. We're going to start things now with Matt Bailey, The Only Light. And you were listening to David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's like watching the sunrise. Knowing that it's got a set I know a new day is dawning But I haven't seen one yet It's like a cold wind blowing The storm is raging in I know there's beauty and there's goodness
meet your maker He's been waiting for this day I'll go on without you In my heart you always stay I'll magnify your beauty You made me who I am Though heaven holds my heartache I do it all It's a long road You won't walk it alone Truth will guide your footsteps We'll watch the world begin That is Matt Faley and the only light. It is 710 here, here at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Well, Mary Sharon Moore, she's going to join us next. She's doing a prayer retreat at St. Cyril Church in Wilsonville. You'll hear about it right after the forecast. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. 
Support from Matcha Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. Matraday Radio is in prayerful pursuit of a Catholic media all-star. Are you passionate about engaging others into a joyful encounter with Jesus Christ? You could be our next show host and media producer. This full-time position leads the planning, promotion, and execution of outstanding dynamic Catholic programming across multiple platforms, including the Hail Mary Media app. Matraday Radio offers you competitive pay, medical, dental, and vision insurance, a retirement account with a company match, and unique chances for spiritual growth and development. Could a spot on our evangelization team be the right place for you? Don't wait. Get all the details on this exciting opportunity now and find out how to apply at MatraDayRadio.com. That's MatraDayRadio.com to learn more. You could be our next show host and media producer, helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Matraday Radio. And it is 7.13 here at Mater Day Radio. We'll grab your raincoat as you head out the door. More rain today, but things begin to break up and light showers off and on throughout the day. Temperatures remain cooler than average. Highs only getting to 63 degrees. Yeah. That's chilly and wet. Overnight, we drop to near 50 degrees, even colder in outlying areas. Then Friday, clouds still there, but we begin to dry out. Highs at 64 degrees. Saturday and Sunday, look like some pretty nice fall days ahead. That's what I'm saying. Uh, on his feast day, 55 degrees at St. Wenceslas Church in Scapoose. And it is 55 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. Well, if you are looking for a spirit-filled morning, look no further than St. Cyril Catholic Church in Wilsonville next Saturday, October 7th. That's where Mary Sharon Moore will be leading a Women's First Saturday morning prayer retreat from 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. Mary Sharon's name may be familiar to longtime Matra Day radio listeners as she could be heard on KBVM back in the day. And she joins us this morning. How are you, Mary Sharon? I am fine, and it's good to be with you, David, and with all your listeners. Well, thank you so much for being with us. And, you know, remind me and our listeners back in the day on KBVM about your program, what you did. Well, uh, one series I did was on uh, vocation discernment. Right. And not just what should I do with my life, but who am I becoming? (laughs) Who am I uh, meant to be? And... uh, I was thinking just the other day that our real vocation is to be ourself. Yeah, that's a great point. Which was the wholeness of ourself in God. But, you know, it's pretty easy. But I really enjoyed giving that vocation series. And I think I did another one on celibate life and... Did a few series. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I do remember that. Well, it's great to have you back on again, and now you have this retreat coming up on October 7th, as I mentioned, at St. Cyril Catholic Church, a, a women's retreat, and it's titled Essentials of Prayer for the Christ-Centered Life. So tell us about the retreat. It is uh, essentials that I'm talking about. So the retreat is in three parts. 
Uh, the first is how to pray, and I'm going to lead uh, participants through a little exercise there. And then the second one is why we pray. And this takes a little bit deeper dive, where I talk about prayer. Our prayer is a response to an invitation. We're being invited continually to uh, live deeper in the one who calls us, the one who invites us. Then the third part is talking about the risk of what I call beautiful prayer. Mm. It's not the prayer that comes with a lot of wordy words and driven by our left brain. It's prayer that is heart to heart. So I really break that open. And there's a story I share uh, that threads all the way through the retreat as kind of a a teaching moment. So uh, an endearing little story and some exercises and some take-home ideas and practices and yeah, it's going to be good. Oh, wonderful. You know, it's interesting you talk about prayer because we've talked about this before on the show in different ways, and that is the fact that I think sometimes we think, you know, prayer is just, okay, you have to say the Our Father or the Hail Mary, which is wonderful, which is fine if that's what you choose to do, and I think we all do that. But there are other forms of prayer, too. You don't have to essentially do it that way, and it kind of sounds like that's what you're doing here. I do share that... The essentials of prayer for me are the Liturgy of the Hours, the Eucharistic prayer, uh, and intercessions. Those are my go-to daily have-to-do kind of things. Then I also talk about, I'll lead the retreatants in an exercise of praying for what is right in front of you, for what you see right in front of you. And I tell the story how I'm sitting at a bus stop waiting for the bus, and I pray about whatever is right in front of me, which is the psych ward of the hospital that's across the street from where I'm sitting. Oh, yeah. And a a man who approaches the bus platform with a huge uh, 30-gallon bag of empty cans, and he's looking in the trash can to find more empty cans. And so these situations become the the matter of my prayer. We can pray anywhere. Right. You know, sitting in the car or standing in line at the post office or wherever we are. Yeah. And uh, it becomes very immediate in that way. You know, and I think, too, you, you talk about sitting there. You could be sitting near a stream. You could be sitting looking at the sky. And yes. it can be this contemplative approach as well, can it be? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> In fact, looking at an Oregon, a Western Oregon sky and watching the cloud forms, you immediately fall into prayer without even trying. Mm, that's beautiful. Again, we're speaking with Mary Sharon Moore. She will be leading a Women's First Saturday morning prayer retreat from 9.30 to 11.30 at St. Cyril's Catholic Church in Wilsonville. Again, that's October 7th, 9.30 to 11.30. The title is Essentials of Prayer for the Christ-Centered Life. We talk about vocations, and we started talking about your former show. How did you come to do what you're doing? One thing just led to another. (laughs) I've had some actual paying jobs, like in companies. Sure. (laughs) And uh, there came a point when I realized I need to go back and finish my master's degree, which I'd broken off, Mm -hmm. you know, 17 years earlier. And 
then I finished my degree and I left my job and I did a, a, quite an extensive tour uh, throughout the Archdiocese of Portland, leading a weekend retreat and masterclass mm-hmm. on a, a formation for liturgical ministers. And then the writing sort of happened and the speaking sort of happened and one thing led to another and I don't know, it was pretty easy. It happened organically. Sure. When I say easy, I mean organically. Yeah. I I should ask you, too, about your retreat coming up on Saturday. Do women need to sign up for this, or do they just show up? What's the process? Well, I think they can show up, or they can call St. Cyril Church. I don't have that phone number right in front of me. But they can call and say, hey, you know, I want to be there. Count me in. I hope we're going to be a happy rocking group. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's wonderful. I I want to bring up a quote I was reading on your website, in fact, that I I found very interesting, and uh, you can direct folks to your website as well. But you say, I believe deeply that you and I are holy. Every time we show up, pay attention, notice things, and act in the justice, generosity, and joy of the reign of God. That's really a beautiful quote. Explain that a little bit. Wow. Well, you know, tying this into prayer, oftentimes people will say, my prayer is so dry. I can't seem to get any energy in it. It's not going anywhere. And I ask people, I ask them, so tell me a little bit about where you show up in your world. Yeah. (laughs) They go like, well, no, I want to talk about this prayer that's dry. And go like, no, no, tell me where you show up. Because if we want to follow Jesus, we have to go where he goes and love whom and what he loves. So that's the deal about mature Christian faith. We kind of have to go where he goes. And the Gospels, of course, continually show him uh, showing up among those who suffer. Right, exactly. In one way or another. Mm. So, you know, how we live our life is... The entree into how we grow spiritually, how we enter into communion with God, communion with one another, with our world, how we grow in holiness. It's all of a piece. That's beautiful. Tell our listeners how how they can learn more about your work and what you're doing. Yeah, well, there are a few ways. My website is just my name, Mary Sharon Moore. Dot com, And my, my books are there. You can read sample pages of my books in the store. Another way is to check out my YouTube channel, where I do um, bite-sized pieces of inspiration and insight. And then also, I do have a Spotify page. I have some audio spoken word uh, albums, two albums in particular, uh, Free to be Free and living as Jesus taught. So you can hear me telling some stories, which are pretty engaging, pretty yeah. funny, pretty heartfelt. So um, those are some ways to, to um, catch my work. Excellent. Again, she's Mary Sharon Moore. She'll be leading a Women's First Saturday morning prayer retreat from 9.30 to 11.30 at St. Cyril Catholic Church in Wilsonville. That is on October 7th. Essentials of Prayer for the Christ-Centered Life. Mary Sharon, great to talk with you. Thanks for sharing your story, and I'm sure it's going to be a wonderful retreat. Thank you so much, David, and just abundant blessings to you, to everyone at Modern Day Radio, and all your listeners. Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. 
It is 723 here at Mater Day Radio. Talk about a person whose faith brings her joy. Yeah, definitely. That is just, you can just feel that mm-hmm. just in listening to her voice and how important and pivotal prayer is yeah. part of her life, as it should be for all of us. Download today the free Hail Mary media app. The prayer library that you have access to is just incredible. Audio prayers, text prayers, even video reflections that are just so very beautiful. It is absolutely free to download today. And you'll also have access to other great content like you can listen to Mary Sharon Moore's interview again on the podcast again. It is the free Hail Mary media app. Find all kinds of information too about it at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Matrade Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. And it is 726 at Mater Day Radio. Yeah, the Portland Trailblazers losing one of the best. We'll have the details in the news. And traditional deacons are being ordained this morning from Pontifical North American College. The Mass takes place at St. Peter's Basilica. There's some familiar faces serving at the altar. I'll have that story for you coming up in news. Here is Kara Klein and Catch Me. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. I was afraid, afraid to fall, afraid to hurt. To risk it all I've climbed this high I've come this far But it's a leap still To where you are So push me a little Till I see 
That is Kara Klein and Catch Me. It is 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In your news this morning, at the Pontifical North American College in Rome, members of the class of 2024 will be ordained to the Order of Deacons at St. Peter's Basilica. Ordination to the diaconate marks the last stage in seminary formation before ordination to the priesthood. The ordination brings about a profound change to the life of the man who receives it as he passes from the lay to the clerical state. At the ordination, the man will take a public commitment to certain promises, namely obedience to his ordinary, maintaining the life of chaste celibacy, being a man of prayer, specifically by praying the divine office on behalf of the church and the world. Last Sunday was a mass and reception for those uh, who are part of the class. On Wednesday, there was an audience with Pope Francis and a prayer vigil for family and friends at St. Peter's Square. Then today, in fact, right now, local time, it is the ordination to the diaconate at St. Peter's Basilica, and then tomorrow, Masses of Thanksgiving. Archbishop Coakley of the Archdiocese of Oklahoma is the celebrant, and Deacon Justin Echeverria and Deacon Brent Dirchmitt serving as deacons at the altar. Hey! So I, I kind of have a little side window going on, and it looks like things are just about ready to get started. Nice. So prayers for all of those deacons who are, you know, having those uh, becoming yeah. deacons, all those becoming deacons, and prayers for, for Deacon Justin, yeah. because it can be nervous. You want to do a very good job sure. uh, at this, and so uh, we just uh, keep them in our prayers. That's great. U.S. Army Private Travis King has been returned to American custody weeks after he crossed into North Korea. U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan confirmed the news Wednesday morning. Earlier, North Korean state media reported that the secretive state had decided to expel King, who entered its territory during a tour of the joint security area between North and South Korea in July. U.S. officials said King was released after intense diplomacy between multiple countries culminating in Wednesday's transfer across the border into China and onward to U.S. custody. The latest report says King arrived in Texas this morning and is expected to be taken to Brook Army Medical Center in San Antonio. The Pentagon released a statement thanking the Chinese and Swedish governments for their assistance in securing King's release. Congress has three days to cut a deal and prevent a government shutdown that would impact millions of Americans. As of Wednesday morning, lawmakers have made little progress towards averting a crisis that would hit homes across the country October 1st. Federal workers would be furloughed without pay and essential federal workers, such as those who work for the Federal Aviation Administration, They'd work without pay, but would receive back pay once the shutdown ends. Numerous subcontractors, they'd be out of work and would not receive back pay. Postal workers are an independent entity generally funded by the sale of its product and services, not tax dollars. It will not be impacted by the government's shutdown. Military pay for millions of active duty service members and reservists could dry up with a government shutdown. A major difference between the current threatened shutdown and previous recent suspension of non-essential spending. The department said personnel would continue to work regardless. 
Federal workers are traditionally reimbursed for lapses in funding once Congress agrees to resume spending, but the lapse in paychecks can be difficult for staffers without savings. Well, just in time for the new fall viewing season, leaders of Hollywood's Writers Union declared their nearly five-month-old strike over after board members approved a contract agreement with studios. The governing boards of the Eastern and Western branches of the Writers Guild of America both voted to accept the deal and said writers could head back to work beginning yesterday. Writers still have to vote to ratify the contract themselves but lifting the strike will allow them to work during the process, the Writers Guild told members in an email. Now, Hollywood actors remain on strike, with no talks yet on the horizon. Striking actors voted to expand their walkout to include the lucrative video game market, a step that could put new pressure on Hollywood studios to make a deal with the performers who provide voices and stunts for games. Never thought about that aspect of uh, the uh, Hollywood actors. Oh, for sure. I think, too, we presume that actors make millions of dollars because those are the ones that we see. But yeah. the actors' skills, the vast majority of actors, they don't make no. hardly any money at all. Not even close. Pope Francis transferred Bishop Jeffrey Monfortin of Steubenville, Ohio, to the Archdiocese of Tr- Detroit on Thursday to serve as an auxiliary bishop. Monforton is 60 years old, originally from Detroit, will assist 74-year-old Archbishop Alan Vigneron of Detroit in the administration of the Michigan Diocese. Monforton led the Diocese of Steubenville, home of Franciscan University of Steubenville, for more than a decade. The bishop described his transfer to Detroit as bittersweet. He said, I've come to know and to love the good people of the Diocese of Steubenville from Carroll County in the north to Lawrence County in the south. Monforton will begin his ministry in Detroit on November 7th, where he will join three other active auxiliary bishops and three other retired auxiliary bishops. In sports, well, it is the, uh, the end of an era. For the Portland Trailblazers and its fans, one of the best players in the team's history, maybe the best, has been traded. All-star guard Damian Lillard dealt to the Milwaukee Bucks in a multi-team deal yesterday. News first reported by ESPN. Move is said to involve three teams that bring Phoenix center DeAndre Ayton to the Blazers and sends Portland center Yusuf Nurkic and others to the Suns. Portland also receives guard Drew Holiday from the Bucks. However, ESPN reports that the Blazers are seeking to trade Holiday, given Portland's heavy guard roster. Now, although uh, it wasn't Lillard's desired destination, he had reportedly lobbied for Miami. Milwaukee provides the 33-year-old Lillard with a chance to contend for a championship, something he didn't see happening in Portland, where he spent 11 years and holds numerous team records. And some big game-ending shots oh, along the way. Gosh. So, yeah, it's a tough one. It is tough. Of course, he's a, a favorite among fans here in Portland. Oh, yeah. And I think there's probably not a person who wouldn't say, we wish you all of the best. Go for that ring. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough to see him go. Now you can definitely say Portland is in that rebuild mode. With, it looks uh, like they emptied the whole bench to try to get all new people to come together. Be a lot of young players there, so we'll see what happens. 
Of the many devotions Pope Francis has promoted during his pontificate, perhaps none is better known than his devotion to Our Lady Undoer of Knots, whose feast day is observed today. Now, the devotion's origins can be traced back to Germany in 1612. Husband and wife Wolfgang and Sophia were on the verge of divorce, and they sought out the help from Jesuit priests. The priest took the ribbon from the couple's wedding ritual and together they prayed to Our Lady to untie the knots of their marital difficulties, asking for the Blessed Mother to smooth out the ribbon that had bound them together. The divorce did not happen and the couple lived out their married life. Years later, to commemorate the turn of events, their grandson, uh, who was a priest of St. Mary Monastery in Augsburg, commissioned a painting, Untire of Nods, in about a year 1700 and is still housed in St. Peter's Church in Augsburg today. While it had been reported that Pope Francis encountered the painting while studying in Germany, the Pope pointed out in an interview that he had never been to Augsburg. What happened, he explained in the interview, was that a nun whom he had met while in Germany sent him a card at Christmas with the image on it. The Pope said he liked the image so much that he started sending postcards of it too. Replicas of the image were painted in the Pope's home country of Argentina and the devotion there spread. Once Cardinal Jorge Bergoglio was elected Pope in 2013, devotion to Our Lady Undoer of Not spread throughout the world. Yeah. Got an image of her right here in our studio. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Friday at 6 o'clock is Wine and Art Night for Chesterton Academy of Blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati happening at Lady Hill Winery. Chesterton Academy of Blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati invites all for fellowship wine, a display of sacred art, and sunset views of the beautiful rolling landscape at Lady Hill Winery. And guests will have an opportunity to join the Chesterton Society Prayer Circle to support the arts at Chesterton by participating in a silent auction. And remember, you can find details on these and many, many, many other events. There's a lot going on right Mm now on the community calendar. You'll find it under the Get Involved menu at materdayradio.com. You'll also have access to it on the Hail Mary media app. So our next couple of interview segments coming up, uh, you've got a, a group in the studio you had yesterday. Oh, please stick around for this. This is a great conversation. The Good Deacon, Michael Davis, talking about what is our responsibility for injustices to Native American communities. All right. It's right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join me, Archbishop Alexander Sample, in this prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our safeguard against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. 
And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly hosts, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to share your intentions with our prayer team, please download the free Hail Mary media app or visit us online at materdeiradio.com. We're leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. This is Dina Marie of Faith Moments inviting you to join us at the 17th Annual Rosary Bowl Northwest, a Marian and Eucharistic celebration. To the shepherd children in Fatima in 1917, Our Lady stressed the importance of praying the rosary, asking the children to pray the rosary every day for peace. And that's what we'll do together as a family of faith on Saturday, October 7th, the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary at the East Salem Community Center. Doors open at 9 a.m. where you can visit our community resource tables and Eucharistic miracles and rosary exhibit. Holy Mass and Rosary begin at 10 a.m. with Bishop Peter Smith. The day includes the Knights of Columbus Exemplification Ceremony and keynote speaker, Dominican priest, Father Brian Milady. It's free, it's fun, and it's for the entire family. For details, visit rosarybowlnw.org. That's rosarybowlnw.org. See you there. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. And it is 7.44 at Day Radio. 70% chance of showers today, high of 63. 40% chance tonight, low of 51. Then about a 40% chance of rain for Friday. 64 degrees your high and then clearing for Saturday. Currently it is 54 degrees at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Catholic Church in Aloha. And 54 degrees at St. Thomas More Newman Center in Eugene. If you were to open up history books, perhaps it would start with the introduction of Europeans to the Americas. But the story of our history, of our America, starts thousands of years before that. And there was a population of people here with their own faith, their own culture. Well, today I have a great opportunity to talk with Michael Davis. He is the host of common sense on social justice and he tackles this subject of native american people their culture and the influence that america had on their life and of course joining with us is a special guest that he has for his podcast a voice that you might be familiar with from view from the pew the good deacon scott aiken good morning michael thanks so much for joining us today good morning brenda it's good to be here So introduce this topic to us, because when we say Native American culture and the influence of Europeans on their lifestyle, what comes to mind is a tragedy. Mm -hmm. So tell us why you dive into this and how you approach it. Yeah, certainly there was a great injustice that happened and trying to even understand how to bring about justice seems impossible. But first, we've got to bust the myths because we create narratives in society and in creating those narratives, we way oversimplify. 
So the oversimplification, Native American, innocent, white man, bad. Well, what that does is it blocks us from getting to the real root, what really happened and how we can correct that. And so we're trying to bust those myths, first of all. And then Mm -hmm. we're trying to figure out who were these Native people and discovering that they were actually humans. They weren't some other you know alien species that landed on the planet they're human like us who lived in human society what did that society look like you know and what was disrupted in that society when the british came over and we discovered from the good deacon that there were actually other europeans the french and spanish who actually coexisted with them so again busting that oversimplification in the narrative so what's the real narrative what's the real injustices and not just asking ourselves as americans what would justice look like but what would the native people say that justice looks like Michael, your guest for the next two weeks of podcasts on your podcast, Common Sense on Social Justice. Well, it's my husband and it's the good deacon, Scott Aiken. Scott, we occasionally talk about your Native American background and how you were raised and the... Well, there's just the the heritage that your mother passed down for you from generations from the reservation. Kind of remind our listeners about your upbringing and how your Native American family... And can influence who you are in your faith. Sure, sure, yeah, that's so. It's up until I was about eighteen years old. It was a it was a tremendous tension, um, if you will, between our Catholic faith, which my grandmother, who is Potawatomi, um, handed on to my mom. Uh, my mom was born, raised cradle Catholic on the reservation, but her dad, my grandfather, who would take them to church, was the keeper of our traditional practices uh, of faith through the drum religion uh, that came from Michigan, where we originally were, were from, and were removed by the federal government to Kansas. Uh, my, my great-grandfather had handed that on to him, and he was our, our leader for our tribe with regard to that. So there's this tension of, uh, it, within my mom's own home, of what is uh, the culture that we're going to be. And in that tension... I come out of that when my my dad, who's non-Indian, married my mom. And as a consequence, and he's coming from his background as Christian science. So my dad was Christian science. My mom was Catholic with her faith, but also had this connection, strong connection to the drum religion of our tribe. What a mix. And so I I look at myself as just a a, a, a miracle to be here today to advocate with, with great uh, vigor for the the faith that we we hold in the Catholic faith today. My grandfather, ultimately, to the point of our of our conversations that that Michael and I have had, is that I ended up seeing my grandfather reconcile before his death that Jesus came to a tribe, the tribe of Judah, and he came to Israel, he came to a people, but he could have come to the Potawatomi, but he didn't. Does that make any less? valuable, the good news that he shares. And my grandfather came to realize, no, it didn't. And he accepted the Catholic faith before he died. So here, this man who spent 95% of his life or more uh, in this traditional role uh, embraces the Catholic faith because he can reconcile that in his mind. That's God working through a community that's been oppressed and, and, 
and dismantled and, and rejiggered and whatever you might want to say. And here I am an example of that out, outcome. And I'm, I'm grateful for who I am. Scott, in you sharing your upbringing, just in our family discussions at home over the dinner table and you telling the kids about who your grandfather was, one of the things that always struck me is how you said he recognized the similarities between the drum religion he was raised in mm-hmm. and, and taught in and led, led people through and the Catholic faith. And that was an easy conversion for him because he could recognize the Holy Spirit working in both, you know, lives, both areas. Yeah. And eventually that, that came to be the, the deciding factor for me to remain Catholic. And I was, I was wrestling with the priesthood of whether I wanted to be a priest. Um, I was wrestling with the faith, whether I wanted to remain Catholic. Uh, and that was a turning point for me. And I think for a lot of tribal people, there's this tension of that experience because the faith came in sometimes very good ways and in sometimes very oppressive ways. And having to work through those differences as Michael uh, does so well in, the, in our interviews, tries to get at the root of what's, what's truth and what is hyperbole to that. And we often hear the hyperbole of it. Mm-hmm. Common Sense on Social Justice is Michael's podcast. You're going to find it under the digital media menu, standalone podcast. There is a lot here. Obviously, this is a big topic and we've only scratched the surface and I'm already against my break. Can you both stay with me through the break so we can yes. continue in the next half Absolutely. hour? And it is 752 at Mater Day Radio. Well, we're almost to the end of the month of September. Then we turn the calendar to, to October and that means our fall share October 9th through the 13th have a wonderful theme for this share Be Changed. It focuses on the Holy Eucharist. We've got a great quote from Father Mike Schmitz. The Eucharist has the power to change and revive the hearts of every human being. So we hope you will join us for our fall share Go to our website. we got a full page on the share In fact, you can even make a pledge right now if you like help and support our matching fund that we're building up for the share Again, that's the information materdayradio.com, or you can access it through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak coming to you from Waikiki Beach with another Deep Virtue segment. 
You know, I, I'm an athlete and I've competed in surfing, and we do ex, uh, tandem surfing expression sessions around the world, and uh, so we have to stay in shape. And uh, you know, it takes a little bit of conditioning to to paddle out and lift a woman over your head while you're surfing, I guess. So I have a, a rigorous discipline that I I utilize to stay in shape. Every day I go through uh, basically the same workout, and it keeps me physically conditioned and ready for uh, all the different conditions that the ocean can throw at you. Well, we need to apply that same discipline to our our prayer life, to our spiritual life. One of the great things that the churches has given us is this beautiful book called The Liturgy of the Hour. All deacons and nuns and religious are uh, vowed to pray the Liturgy of the Hour through the day. My father is a deacon. I was fortunate enough that he would he gave me the Liturgy of the Hour and showed me how to use it. And I was like, where did this come from? This is, was such a well-kept secret. Well, now you can get the Divine Office app or you can go to Laudate and get it. But I highly recommend that you incorporate the Liturgy of the Hour into your daily life. The Bible says that we should pray without ceasing. The Liturgy of the Hour has you start out with a short morning prayer, and then a mid-morning prayer, then a midday prayer, afternoon prayer, evening prayer, nighttime prayer. And then there's this one thing I never miss. If I if I have a busy day and I can't do it, I always do the Office of Readings. It's beautiful. It has a, has a, a scripture verse, and then it has the uh, a sermon by one of the great saints, maybe Gregory of Nicaea or Augustine or Thomas Aquinas, but you get such depth of insight and teaching. It's not pop theology. It's the ancient, ancient way. So I encourage you to uh, develop a discipline of the Liturgy of the Hour. This is Bear Wozniak with another deep virtue. You can find us at deepadventure.com. Aloha. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. Well, we'll tell you about a vehicle recall. That's coming up in the news. And don't be influenced by social media and artificial beauty. Pope Francis has a very important message for young people today. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news right after Awaken the Saint. Hey guys, I'm Alina with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today, we celebrate the feast of good King Wenceslas. Yep, the very guy we sing about in the Christmas Carol. He was born in 907 to the Duke of Bohemia. His mother, Drahumira, was the daughter of a pagan tribal chief. Keep this in mind as the story unfolds. His paternal grandmother, Ludmila of Bohemia, saw to it that he was well-educated and also raised him to be a strong man of faith. When Wenceslas was about 13, his father died and his grandmother became regent of Bohemia. 
Jealous of the influence that Ludmilla had over Wenceslas, Drahomira had her mother-in-law assassinated. But wait, it gets worse. Upon killing Ludmilla, Drahomira assumed the role of regent and began persecuting Christians. When Wenceslas was 18, he and his remaining Christian nobles led a rebellion against Drahomira. The uprising was successful and Drahomira was exiled. Originally, Wenceslas wanted to become a monk, but he saw his country needed him and he accepted the role of duke. As duke, he was pious, reportedly taking a vow of virginity and encouraged the work of German missionary priests in the Christianization of Bohemia. He built numerous churches, helped the poor and orphaned and widowed. He was well loved by many, which contributed to the Christmas Carol we know and love today. His zeal in spreading Christianity, however, antagonized his non-Christian opponents, specifically his younger brother, Boleslav the Cruel, who had sided with their pagan mother all the while. Talk about family drama. In 935, a group of nobles allied with Wenceslas' younger brother and plotted to kill him. Boleslav and a few of his men tricked Wenceslas and murdered him at the steps of the church. The country mourned so greatly for their beloved duke. Holy Roman Emperor Otto I gave him the status of king posthumously. Wenceslas became the subject of many legends and today is the patron saint of Bohemia. The story of Wenceslas is so intriguing. No wonder it inspired legends and songs for the centuries that followed. He was a humble leader who cared for those entrusted to him. Let's do the same with those entrusted to us. Whether they're clients, students, children, friends, or a stranger at Walmart, we are princes and princesses of the heavenly kingdom. Let's represent our true king well and carry ourselves with noble love today. St. Wenceslas, ora pro nobis. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is a three-minute daily show that unpacks the lives of the saints with practical messages for everyday life. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints and to pray with Mantra Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. In a lengthy video call with young people from South Asia this week, Pope Francis criticized the common practice of so-called fat shaming or body shaming and stressed the need to acknowledge one's own dignity to be in harmony with oneself. To this end, he said, practices such as elective plastic surgery are useless and cautioned against the influence of social media on mental health as it focuses largely on appearances and artificial beauty. In the conversation, he also touched on the negative influence of new technology, the lack of education and employment for young people throughout the world, and anti-Christian persecution, condemning all forms of fundamentalism and warning against what he said are Christian extremists who turn the gospel into ideology. Pope Francis closed urging young people to move forward with courage and told them, don't lose your sense of humor because humor means mental health. He gave his blessings and asked the youth to pray for him. Hyundai and Kia are recalling over 3 million vehicles in the U.S. and telling owners to park them outside due to the risk of engine compartment fires. The recalls cover multiple car and SUV models from the 2010 
through 2019 model years, including Hyundai's Santa Fe SUV and Kia's Sorento SUV. Documents posted Wednesday by the U.S. National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says the anti-lock brake control module can leak fuel and cause an electrical short, which can touch off a fire while the vehicles are parked or being driven. The automakers are advising owners to park outdoors and away from structures until repairs are done. Dealers will replace the anti-lock brake fuse at no cost to owners. Kia says in documents that it will send notification letters to owners starting November 14th. For Hyundai, the date is November 21st. The Mediterranean Oak Borer, a minuscule beetle no bigger than a sesame seed, has been discovered in trees around the Portland area. The invasive pest native to Europe and Middle East and North Africa could spell some trouble for the Oregon white oak, an iconic species that was once the dominant tree in the Willamette Valley. Christine Buell, forest entomologist with the Oregon Department of Forestry, said how fast it'll spread and how quickly it'll kill trees, just don't know yet. The beetle was discovered in California in 2017, but Buell said genotyping has shown that the insect discovered in Oregon likely did not come from our neighbors to the south. In 2018, one of the beetles was found in a trap in Multnomah County, with more beetles turning up in traps in Marion County in 2020 and Clackamas and Washington counties the following years. There weren't any cases of actual infestation, until earlier this year when an oak tree in the Sandy River Delta was discovered to be infested. Since then, several more trees in Wilson Barrel were confirmed to be infested mm-hmm. by the pest. Sorry to hear that. White oaks are beautiful trees, yeah. too. Yeah, oh. just gorgeous oak trees. All right, little beetles, yeah. your time has come. Mm. Well, the lucky player who won the $1.6 billion Megabucks Millions Prize last month has stepped forward to claim the winnings, according to Florida lottery officials. The winning numbers were announced on August 8th. The ticket was bought at a Publix supermarket in Neptune Beach, Florida. Officials did not disclose whether the recipient received a lump sum of about $794 million or will take the full jackpot in annual payments. Winner had until 60 days after the drawing to take the lump sum. The $1.6 billion payoff is Mega Millions' largest prize, according to the game's website. Federal taxes will claim about a quarter of the prize money, but Florida does not tax lottery winnings. Per Florida law, the lottery winner will remain anonymous for 90 days after the day the prize was claimed. So you said another big prize is up for grabs. I've been watching. I think uh, it's at like 900 and change. I mean, 30, 40 million, 940 million dollars. Powerball. Oh, okay. And the nobody won yesterday, so it's that's what it's estimated. Could be even higher Hmm. than that. It it could hit a billion dollars by... Saturday right. is when the next drawing All is. Right. So, yeah, I might uh, <laughs> might purchase a ticket this Switching time around. But, yeah, I believe Oregon and Washington states both tax that. So yeah. they say with that, if you lump sum it, it's about $400 million that you'll get before taxes. And then well, you got to pay that part, too. All right. Oh, former President Barack Obama stopped by Nike World Headquarters on Wednesday afternoon for a brief visit. The visit wasn't announced in advance, and it's unclear why the former president visited the sportswear giants 
Washington County offices. Two current Nike employees and former Nike employee confirmed the visit. Obama was seen at the Mia Hamm building, which houses some of Nike's top executives. He also toured the LeBron James Innovation Center, where Nike develops new projects. A small motorcade exited the Nike campus around 2 p.m. Spokesperson for the Washington County Sheriff's Office confirmed the agency helped with traffic control for the former president's motorcade as it traveled from the Hillsborough Airport to Nike and then back. Obama last visited Nike campus 2015 where he made a policy speech about free trade. Hmm. I know why he was there. Getting a new pair of basketball some shoes. New shoes. That's I right. bet you they probably molded his foot and <laughs> yeah. get the right fit and everything. That'd be interesting if you were there and you're walking around campus and it's like, hey, doesn't that look uh, like... You look you familiar. Look, you look, I, I know you, don't I? <laughs> Well, speaking of uh, sports, a uh, pretty good NFL game tonight as the Detroit Lions travel to the Green Bay Packers in a black and blue division rivalry. Both teams are 2-1. and one. Game is on Prime Video with kickoff at 5.15 this evening. And, of course, the big news yesterday mm. was mm. Damian Lillard traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. So uh, we'll say goodbye to Damian. Thank okay. you for all of your fun games. That's right. Oh, man. There, there, I was watching some of the highlight packages of the big shots he made at, oh. at the buzzer beaters where he turns and to his wrist, points to his watch. It's Dame time. Dame time. Yeah, well, Dame time going to Milwaukee now. <laughs> That feeling of dread can be all-consuming. You might dread going to the doctors in fear of bad news. You may also have a feeling of trepidation about having to confront someone or say something you'd rather avoid. In fact, dread can fill your life so much that you might feel paralyzed to do what you need to do. But do not fear. The Bible is filled with wonderful quotes on how to combat fear and anxiety. This one quote from Deuteronomy is perfect for the dread that can eat away at you. It says, be strong and steadfast. Have no fear or dread of them, for it is the Lord, your God, who marches with you. He will never fail you or forsake you. Well, knowing that God marches with you is enough to fill anybody with the fortitude they need to face a situation. What's more, these four words alone are something you can recite as often as you need if dread creeps upon you. By repeating them over and over, you'll soon be able to face absolutely anything. And of course, while these words can comfort adults, they're a very concrete way of reassuring children too. If you teach your children these four wonder words... God marches with you. They can not only remember them, but say them when they need a little extra Mm. courage. I've got a quote at home. It's a verse, I think, from Matthew, and it's kind of a similar, like that, and Uh it's it's really a wonderful quote, too. It It, just reminds you that. Yes, that's it. You know, it's just, we're not in it alone, you know? That's important to always, always remember. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Saturday at 9.30 a.m., it is Taking Back the Family Men's Retreat at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church in Vancouver. Our Lady of Lords invites all men to a one-day retreat focused on the role of men in the family. There will be talks by Nathan Bartell of Cana Fest and Michael Gormley of Lay Evangelist, plus panel discussion and question and answers. 
Registration is $60, includes lunch, and there's a special partnership opportunity with the Women's Retreat on October 21st. Brings a discounted registration of $100 for tickets for both retreats. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, matradayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. And Brenda continues her talk with Michael Davis and the Good Deacon right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on, where a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. One of the great hallmarks of the Catholic community in the Pacific Northwest is how we pull together in the face of adversity. Unite with Mater Dei Radio, the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, and Archbishop Alexander K. Sample in support of the parishioners of St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem as they recover from the devastating fire that destroyed their sanctuary. My heart really is just filled with emotions. I'm deeply saddened by what has happened to your house. Stand with Archbishop Sample and Mater Dei Radio. Show your solidarity with a gift to the St. Joseph Salem Fire Relief Fund through the Archdiocese of Portland at archdpdx.org. That's archdpdx.org to support St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem with Mater Dei Radio. Here for our community as we lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 8.13 at Mater Dei Radio. Yeah, a little soupy out there right now on uh, Sylvan Hill as I look outside. Do have a 70% chance of showers today, high of 63. 40% chance of rain overnight tonight, low of 51. And then about a 40% chance of rain for Friday. So Friday evening should start clearing up. Nice. Yeah, so... Uh, We're ready I, for it. I this think has been enough rain. Yeah, I think full moon Friday. 
night too. I believe oh. it's the harvest moon. Nice. Yeah. So that'll uh, be nice. Look coming through those clouds. That's right. And then Saturday looks pretty nice. Currently 54 degrees at Immaculate Heart Catholic Church up in Kelso. And 54 degrees at St. Paul Church in Silverton. And I am back with Michael Davis and the good Deacon Scott Aiken. We are giving you a preview of the next couple of weeks, the podcast Common Sense on Social Justice. We're having a discussion on the communities of Native American and the tension that is still felt today from a history of oppression and injustice. Deacon Scott, Michael, thanks so much for staying with us today. So, Michael, this is a a podcast, minutes, really, a speck of time compared to the introduction of injustice to a group of people who have lived, worked, raised their families, uh, buried their dead. I, I mean, it would take years to, to go through all of this. And so for people listening, though, they're like, OK, I recognize there's injustice, I'm living here in Portland. I you know, don't see the oppression of Native American people around me because well, I can't see them. So what is our responsibility then? Can Do we have to go back through every injustice and try to make amends for it? There's a sense in which we can do penance before God, certainly, you know, not necessarily detailed, you know, rehashing of penance, but just in our prayers, just, you know, approaching God in humility. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, the Pharisees trying to justify themselves that, you know, we wouldn't have killed the prophets like our ancestors. But Jesus says, by decorating the tombs of the prophets and by admitting you're their descendants, you're coming into agreement with what they did Mm -hmm. to the prophets. Of course, Jesus knew they were going to uh, murder the ultimate prophet anyways that was in their heart. But by my silence... I may say, oh, well, I wasn't born. I wasn't there, the one creating this injustice. But by my silence and my lack of recognition, at the bare minimum, I'm, in a sense, entering into agreement with what my ancestors did. And you say we can't see it, but even in our lifetime, a local genocide here in Oregon happened when the dam in the Dalles was built. Because people starved to death because that dam was built. Natives, mm-hmm. Native Americans starved to death from that. So, yes, it's right there in front of us. And so it's brought out in the podcast by Deacon Scott, this letter that was written by the bishops in Washington, Oregon, uh, calling out that injustice. So, yes, we can see it, but maybe our eyes are closed. Mm-hmm. Scott, is that what... Native American communities want? Do they want us to apologize to them and to advocate for them? Or is there a better way to partner? So that way it doesn't seem like, oh, the poor Indian people, we have to apologize to them and help them. It seems like there's a better way than than to do that. We can certainly diminish it even further when we begin to to look at at this um, from a perspective of pity. And, and they don't want pity. No. Right. And, and that's not, not what my family has, has sought. But, but we, we want to seek being seen and being understood as being sovereign. You know, we have, we have a right within our culture and community to determine our future for our, ourselves and our children. 
And in this nation, that's that's a, a really complex legal structure. Uh, in fact, it's called domestic dependent nations, uh, as the as the Supreme Court um, determined back in the 1830s under Justice John Marshall. But what is a domestic dependent nation? There's not another nation in the world that's that's marked that way, but Indian country is in this nation. So in that sense of being domestic dependent nations, we have an ability to define and self-define, self-determine uh, through that in a legal way. So one is recognizing that the legal system has, has a, an awareness for creating justice from injustice. But from a spiritual standpoint, the church herself needs to be able to advocate for that self-determination. And, I, and the, as I was sharing with Michael, the bishops, particularly the state of Washington, who wrote the letter, uh, were, av- were and still advocate for any time that there is a decision that's going to be made on the river, in the Columbia River Basin, writ large, the, the entirety of it, that they necess- that the government necessarily filter through an awareness of the common good, and that common good needs to recognize those who get oppressed by actions that we might do. And so the dam clearly, uh, though it created power for the for the community and it created uh, irrigation capabilities that we didn't have before, it blocked fish and and fish began to decline precipitously that the the tribes depended on. Much like when we took the bison off the plains to put in, quote, the railroad, uh, it was actually to subdue the nations that were still fighting, the Lakota people particularly, and the Cheyenne people, from uh, from fighting against this sovereign that was trying to oppress their sovereignty. Common Sense on Social Justice is the podcast you want to go to to hear more about this conversation. You really got into a lot of very difficult discussions, and it can be a little uncomfortable. Justice kind of feels uncomfortable yes. sometimes. Yes, it does. And I'm just thinking, as it was brought out in the podcast, how these injustices weren't back in the 1600s only, but happening very recently, 1924. Of course, we can talk about the dams and how they affect, you know, very recent injustices. And our involvement in continued injustices, like we were talking about how uh, Highway 26 just plows right through the middle of a reservation. So every time I drive through that, I'm disrupting the land. Boom. Why? So I can get to where I want to go. And we speed past as we see Native American people sitting along the roadway, just plow past them. Um but I think one thing that could happen that we see in ancient Israel, the Israelites had created a lot of injustices uh, in their day, and therefore God allowed them to be carried off to Babylon. And then when we get into Ezra and Nehemiah and see them returning to the land, they had national mourning over what mm. they had done. And it might just be that the simple act because mourning can be a way of healing begin that healing by having america declare a national mourning over what happened in the past and quite possibly then you were talking about the tough things we were talking about the something you don't think about that's really tough how do we approach native people and how do you walk onto a reservation for the purpose of 
beginning a relationship. And that's really what we're wanting to do is just building a human to human relationship because what the real injustice is relationship and humanity was fractured mm. in that. And it, we didn't get into this discussion, but it, truly it's empire that, that constantly needs to be fed, whether it's the British empire or the Roman empire or the Egyptian, you know, it, there's empire that needs to be fed. And right now the United States in many ways is an empire that, that is, is being fed off of resources that, the tribes still have connections to. So being aware of it, it's an impossibility to take and break apart all of how you might uh, reconcile it. Um, and I, as I shared with Michael, it's, it's, it's like Jesus coming and saying, it's not your job to go pull the weeds from the wheat because you're going to pull out good wheat in that. Let, let God and the angels do that. So when we go to a reservation, from a Catholic perspective, what we could potentially do as an example of a an immediate action. If we enter onto the reservation, we're driving down 26 to, to the Warren Springs. Who, Lord, am I, might I meet today? And how might I be present to them? Help, help me through my guardian angel to connect with that person before I meet with them so that I can be present to them fully. That's a very Catholic spiritual awareness that can be tremendous in the moment. And that is simple and is something I can do. Mm, that's perfect. And then, Michael, mm. that just goes right along right. with your podcast. We can't take on individually all of the injustices put upon Native American communities, but we can have a single connection with a single person yes. in one moment. Yes. What a fantastic conversation. I'm looking forward to the entire podcast for the next couple of weeks. Michael, thanks so much for joining us. Good Deacon. Thank you so much. We'll see you on View from the PM. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you. And it is 8.23 at Mater Day Radio. Well, one of the ways you can support Mater Day Radio is through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation, take you to the main page there, all the information, quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you as well. That is Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. It's on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. CYO Swim and High School Basketball Registration is open. Great school-age youth can register now to experience the excitement and joy of team competition together with building their endurance and swimming skills. Additionally, high school students can sign up for basketball, and we are hiring basketball officials. Visit our website, cyocamphoward.org, to register or learn more today. You are invited to attend CYO and Camp Howard's annual fundraiser, Champions of Faith, on October 17th at the Oregon Convention Center. Come see keynote speaker Laura Tennant, three-time winner of the U.S. Senior Women's Golf Amateur. Your donation will enable all youth to participate, regardless of socioeconomic status, while bringing new program enhancements that meet our kids' needs. Again, that's CYOCampHoward.org. God bless all our amazing volunteers, coaches, camp counselors, and donors who are so critical to the success of our faith-building programs. 
Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Dei Radio. And it is 826 at Mater Dei Radio. Well, the strike is over for the writers, but not for the actors. We'll have the details in the news. And transitional deacons are being ordained at this moment from the Pontifical North American College. The Mass at St. Peter's Basilica has a couple familiar faces at the altar. I'll tell you who they are coming up in news. Here is Kyle Sincouli from The Cross. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
That is Kyle Sincouli and From the Cross. It is 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. At the Pontifical North American College in Rome, members of the class of 2024 being ordained to the Order of Deacons at St. Peter's Basilica this morning. Ordination to the diaconate marks the last stage in seminary formation before ordination to the priesthood. The ordination brings about a profound change in the life of the man who receives it as he passes from the lay to clerical state. At the ordination, man makes a public commitment to certain promises, namely obedience to his ordinary, maintaining a life of chaste celibacy, being a man of prayer, specifically by praying the divine office on behalf of the church and the world. Last Sunday, there was a mass and reception. On Wednesday was an audience with Pope Francis and a prayer vigil for family and friends. Now this morning, it began an hour ago. Uh, You can see it on YouTube. It is the ordination. Archbishop Oakley of the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City is the celebrant. Deacon Justin Echeverria and Deacon Brent Derschmidt serving as deacons at the altar. You were just showing me that. That's pretty cool. I just showed you a picture. Yeah. The main altar yeah. at St. Peter's Square. Huge. Just an incredible sight. Yeah. So we'll uh, pray for all of them. U.S. Army Private Travis King has been returned to American custody Weeks after he crossed into North Korea, U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan confirmed the news Wednesday morning. Earlier, North Korean state media reported that the secretive state had decided to expel King, who entered its territory during a tour of the joint security area between North and South Korea in July. U.S. officials said King was released after intense diplomacy between multiple countries, culminating in Wednesday's transfer across the border into China and onward to U.S. custody. The latest report says King arrived in Texas this morning and is expected to be taken to Brook Army Medical Center in San Antonio. The Pentagon released a statement thanking the Chinese and Swedish governments for their assistance in securing King's release. Congress has three days to cut a deal and prevent a government shutdown that would impact millions of Americans. As of Wednesday morning, lawmakers have made little progress towards averting a crisis that would hit homes across the country on October 1st. Federal workers would be furloughed without pay. Essential federal workers, such as those who work for the Federal Aviation Administration, would work without pay but would receive back pay once a shutdown ends. Numerous subcontractors would be out of work and would not receive back pay. Postal Service is an independent entity generally funded by the sale of its products and services, not tax dollars, and it will not be impacted by a government shutdown, according to USPS. Military pay for millions of active duty service members and reservists could dry up with a government shutdown, a major difference between the current threatened shutdown and previous recent suspensions of non-essential spending. But the department said personnel would continue working regardless. Federal workers are traditionally reimbursed for lapses in funding once Congress agrees to resume spending. But the lapse in paychecks can be difficult for staffers without savings. 
Well, just in time for the new fall viewing season, leaders of Hollywood's Writers Union declared that their nearly five-month-old strike over after board members approved a recent contract agreement with studios. Governing boards of the Eastern and Western branches of the Writers Guild of America both voted to accept the deal and said writers could head back to work beginning yesterday. Writers still have to vote to ratify the contract themselves, but lifting the strike will allow them to work during that process, the Writers Guild told members in an email. Now, Hollywood actors remain on strike with no talks yet on the horizon. Striking actors voted to expand their walkout to include the lucrative video game market, a step that could put new pressure on Hollywood studios to make a deal with the performers who provide voices and stunts for games. Have you ever seen how they take actors and put all little light nodes on them? All over and them. And then they, they make their movements. Yeah. yeah. And over the face, too. Yeah. And it perfectly mimics, of course, the the noise, the le- the words they're saying. Right. So those would be your uh, Hollywood actors for video games. Okay. Pope Francis has transferred Bishop Jeffrey Monfortenton of Steubenville, Ohio, to the Archdiocese of Detroit on Thursday to serve as an auxiliary bishop. Monforton, 60 years old, is originally from Detroit and will assist 74-year-old Archbishop Alan Vigneron of Detroit and the administration of the Michigan Diocese. Monforton led the Catholic Diocese of Steubenville, home to the Franciscan University of Steubenville, for more than a decade. The bishop described his transfer to Detroit as bittersweet. He said, I've come to know and to love the good people of the Diocese of Steubenville, from Carroll County to the north to Lawrence County in the south. Monforton will begin his ministry in Detroit on November 7th, where he will join three other active auxiliary bishops and three other retired auxiliary bishops. In sports, it is the end of an era for the Portland Trailblazers and its fans. One of the best players in team's history, maybe the best, has been traded. All-star guard Damian Lillard was dealt to the Milwaukee Bucks in a multi-team deal yesterday. News first reported by ESPN. Move is set to involve three teams that bring Phoenix center DeAndre Ayton to the Blazers and sends Portland center Yusuf Nurkic and others to the Suns. Portland also receives guard Drew Holiday from the Bucks. However, ESPN reports that the Blazers are seeking to trade Holiday given Portland's guard-heavy roster. Although not Lillard's desired destination, he had reportedly lobbied for Miami. Milwaukee provides the 33-year-old Lillard with a chance to contend for a championship, something he didn't see happening in Portland, where he spent 11 years and holds numerous team records. So it was interesting, you know, when I was writing this and I said uh, the best player in or one of the best players in Trailblazer history, mm-hmm. I had to think to myself, is he the best player? Is he? Is he the best? You know, because he holds the scoring record, and I guess you'd probably, if you were going to argue it, maybe with Clyde Drexler. Okay. You know, because Clyde the Glide was an awesome player and was here for quite a few years, and they went to two, was it two NBA finals with Clyde? Oh, okay. Yeah, so, you know, you went that way. And uh, Bill Walton, of course, was a great player, but he didn't play that long because he got injured, but still, okay. he's still a and great we player. We had Scotty Pippen for a little while. Didn't Scottie he do Pippen. all right, too? Yeah, but he was towards the end of his career. I don't yeah. know if you'd say he was the best. But I not mean, the best. you know, but yeah. He, all great players, yeah. but none of them. Yeah, Dame Dalla. I know.
Of the many devotions Pope Francis has promoted during his pontificate, perhaps none is better known than his devotion to Our Lady, Undoer of Knots, whose feast day is observed today. The devotion's origins can be traced back to Germany in 1612 when a husband and a wife were on the verge of divorce, and they sought out help from a Jesuit priest. And the priest took the ribbon from the couple's wedding ritual and together they prayed to Our Lady to untie the knots of their marital difficulties, asking for the Blessed Mother to smooth out the ribbon so that had bound them together. The divorce, it did not happen, and together the couple lived out their married life. Years later, to commemorate the turn of events, their grandson, he was a priest at St. Peter's Monastery in Augsburg, commissioned a painter to do Our Lady Entire of Knots. In about the year 1700, it is still housed in St. Peter's Church in Augsburg today. Now, while it has been reported that Pope Francis encountered the painting while studying in Germany, the point pointed out the Pope pointed out in an interview with German news outlet that he had never been to Augsburg. What happened, he explained in the interview, was that a nun whom he had met while in Germany sent him a card at Christmas with the image on it. The Pope said he liked the image so much that he started sending postcards of it, too. Replicas of the image were painted in the Pope's home country of Argentina and devotion there spread. Once Cardinal Bergoglio was elected Pope in 2013, devotion to Our Lady, undoer of not spread throughout the world. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And on Sunday, which is October 1st, yeah, the St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception, it is a Mass for Respect Life Sunday. Archbishop Alexander Sample will celebrate the annual Respect Life Mass in honor of protecting human dignity from conception to natural death. Again, that is at their 11 o'clock Mass. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And we're going to talk dreaming bigger right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle connects through AllSource Communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? AllSource Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com or call 503-967-4887 for All Source Communications, connecting Mater Dei Radio's leadership circle. A great way to support Mater Dei Radio is through our leadership circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. 
If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our leadership circle at materdayradio.com. Eight forty-two at Monterey Radio. Well, showers likely today. About a seventy percent chance of rain. High of sixty-three degrees. Forty percent chance of rain overnight tonight. Low of fifty-one. And then for Friday, forty percent chance of shower. Sixty-four starts to clear up though. It's going to be interesting if it clears up like it's supposed to Saturday and Sunday. You know, could see lows down into the forties. Woo! Be a little chilly with that the clear is skies. Chilly. Yeah, that fog parked right up here on Sylvan mm-hmm. Hill this morning, sticking around, it too. Is. Currently, it is 57 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 54 degrees at St. Joseph the Worker Church in Portland. Well, perhaps you've had a conversation with your children talking about their dreams and goals for their life. Well, maybe you think about this in your own life. You might think about what interests you. You ask your kids about what they're passionate about. But do you ever ask, what do you think God wants for you? Well, in his new book, Dream Bigger, author Dan DeMatt will take you on a 21-day journey to unlock God's dream for your life. Dan is the host of EWTN's Beyond Damascus and is joining me today. Hello, Dan. Thanks so much for your time today. Hey, thank you. It's a joy to be on your show. Well, what a great book. And in fact, I'll start here. Archbishop Charles Chaput writes, Dan DeMatt has dreamed big dreams, and his new book invites you and me to do the same. Get this book and you will be inspired. I love that. So let me ask you, do we limit our life goals when we leave God out of the picture and go with what we feel we're passionate about? (laughs) You know, I I think... uh... Uh, we definitely limit our life goals um, to the extent that we only focus on what we are possible, uh, what we are capable of accomplishing versus what God's capable of accomplishing. So I think a lot of times when we, when we dream, we, we dream through the lens of what, what can I accomplish and what do my natural gifts and abilities uh, bring to the table and um, and we, we look at it from an earthly lens, uh, but we, we have a gospel that says nothing is impossible for God. And he says, if you have faith, you can say to the mountains, mountains, get up and move and they will move. And um, so when, when you dream with God and when you have a, a faith can move mountains, God can do a, a impossible and, and wonderful things through you. Uh, and, and so we don't want to limit ourselves to me. Uh, we want to limit ourselves to God's capacity. Well, Dan, You know, with raising kids and the good Deacon and I, we've raised four children or still raising the youngest ones, you know, in their lives, we we focus them. We look at what they can do and what they're interested in. We put them in sports that they tend to be good at or after school programs for art and different things like that. And then you go to college and you're like, help them pick a, a degree and then they graduate and boy, they are ready to just take on everything that they have learned. That's not to say, though, that there are obstacles in the way. There's obstacles that keep us from really experiencing the greatness intended for us. What are some of the pitfalls that we seem to always fall into? <laughs> yeah, great question. Thank you. I, I think one of the, the ones that comes to mind the most is just the fear of failure. Mm. Um, there's, a, there's a fear that um, if, if God reveals something on my heart that I'm called to do something great with my life, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to fail. And 
And overcoming that fear of failure is absolutely critical. And so I kind of coach throughout the book on how to overcome a fear of failure. I think also the fear of opinions of others uh, becomes very crippling um, that we, we can, um, in a sense, allow the opinions of others to dictate our actions. And, and we get our compass from other people as opposed to relying on the Lord for our, our, our compass in, in that process. And that's it. Lastly, just almost a, um, uh, a, a small-mindedness or a complacency that, like, um, what I'm doing is good enough. Um, and um, I think the Lord wants to pull greatness out of us, not to say that um, we're not enough. So we shouldn't, we shouldn't experience that feeling of inadequacy, but, but that we also shouldn't be in a place of, of just lukewarmness where I live for a comfort kingdom or I live for um, me and my own, but I really ask how, how can I partner with God in transforming this world for the sake of the salvation of souls and for the sake of advancing the kingdom of God. Dan, you spoke just a moment ago about pondering what God wants for us, thinking about his plans for our whole lives and that for our families and and those things that we want to try to really experience greatness in. But how is dreaming about what God wants for us different than fantasizing about our own pursuits and things that we want to do? (laughs) Well, I think there's a a difference between a God-given given dream and a fantasy. So a dream is, is something that with faith you move uh, you move on with action and, and, and strategy. And, and a fantasy is something you think about, but you have no strategy or plan around it. And so, you know, faith builds uh, on nature. And so the Lord wants, he, he, he wants us um, to use natural uh, skill sets, natural strategies to put his dreams into action. And so this actually, the, the book isn't just a book. Uh, I find that a lot of times um, we can read books and they don't, they, they don't transform our life. And uh, the goal of this uh, book was actually that it would transform our lifestyle or it would help us actually discover the dream and start activating the dream. So every single day of this journey, there's actual journal pages and there's daily activations where you can read a little bit about how to discover God's dream for your life and then activate that by moving into a time of prayer or action to help you truly discover that. And then toward the latter part of the book, there's activations that help you strategize. How do I put God's dream on my life into action? And I think a lot of times I meet like, so I'm kind of like a Catholic entrepreneur and I love innovation and ideas and creativity and vision and, I meet with so many people who are trying to start new ministries or start new apostolates or, or do uh, some new program at their church. And so often they've got an incredible dream or they have an incredible idea, but they don't know what practical steps to take to put that into action. And so this book, is it, it just takes all of my experience of helping people activate their own dreams and ideas um, and, and, and helps the reader just really say, okay, I've got this awesome dream I want to pursue. What's how do I get started? Well, the way to get started is to get Dan's new book, Dream Bigger, a 21-day journey to unlock God's dream for your life. It is out by Sophia Institute Press. All right, well, let's open up this book. In 21 days, hopefully we can turn our lives into something greater and dream right along with God. So how is your book meant to be used and what do you hope the reader gets out of it after 21 days? 
<laughs> you know, I just hope everyone becomes everything that God wanted them to be. Um, I think that when I, I love that we, we call God father and we call ourselves his children. Um, I, I've got four amazing kids. And when I look at them, they're young and, and all I see, I, I look at their uniqueness. I look at their uh, particular um, quirks, uh, their skills, their, their, their beauty. And, and I just dream of who they will become. And I went through a process of just as, as a dad thinking about my own kids and then sitting down in, in prayer and saying, okay, God, how do you look at me, you know, like as my dad and, and you see me as your child and you like, you see my future and you have desires for me. And so I think I, I, I just really want people to become who their dad sees as OB and allow, allow their dad to pull that out of them. Um, I, I spend time praying and thinking about how I can pull that out of my own children and how I can pull greatness out of them, how I can shape them and form them be everything God, uh, God wants them to be and I want them to be. And, and, and the Father does that for us. I also just really, you know, my heart wants to see the church be innovative again. The church used to be a place of innovation and creativity. And uh, you think about the Renaissance time period. It was, it was the church that brought all this new life into the world through art and beauty. And I, I feel like we've lost that innovation as a church. And so to rediscover the, the beauty of Catholicism is, is a big part of my dream for this book. Well, the name of that book is Dream Bigger, a 21-day journey to unlock God's dream for your life. It is out by Sophia Institute Press. Well, Dan, I really appreciate your time today. I uh, look forward to reading this book and just really kind of seeing and dreaming about what God's dream is for me. Thank you so very much today. Amen. No problem. Thank you. And it is 8.52 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on this Thursday morning. I was just looking at our community calendar. There is so much happening. It's amazing. Every day there are multiple things going on. Yeah. I mean, you've got one-time events or you've got continuing events, like I'm thinking the... Catholic Community Services of Lane County, their winter warm drive is going on through the end of October. So, you know, they're looking for hats, scarves, jackets, gloves, blankets for the Eugene Springfield area. And that's just one item that we have on the community calendar. There are, you know, just like I said, one day events that are on there as well. You have drinks with Dominicans on there. You have Thursday adoration at the cathedral. St. Mary's Cathedral, Northwest Portland. And so if you have an event, definitely go to our website, materdayradio.com. You can fill out the little form there and include your activity in the Archdiocese of Portland. There is so much there to take a look at. It is Mater Day Radio's community calendar on our website, materdayradio.com, or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mater Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you. Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Modern Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. Some are morning people. (sighs) Others are not. (laughs) Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Modern Day Radio. And it is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. Well, pretty much showery weather right on through tomorrow. Highs in the mid-60s, lows in the low 50s. Friday night starts to clear up, and then Saturday and Sunday looking pretty nice. Currently 55 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Josh Blakesley and Matt Marr. Be lifted high. You are listening to David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
That is Josh Blakesley and Matt Marr, Be Lifted High. It's 859 Mater Day Radio. And that's going to wrap it up for the Morning Blend on this Thursday. Wow, tomorrow, Friday already, counting down the calendar to the end of September. Okay. So uh, looking forward to it, and hopefully uh, we'll see some clearing. I think I said the full moon tomorrow night, so uh, we'll see if we can see that. Okay, I'm ready to dry out. <laughs> yes, we can do that. <laughs> A little bit. It's been a rainy week for sure. We'll see what tomorrow brings. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. You can live with passion with Father Cedric this evening. So please stay with us and we hope you have a very blessed day.